Welcome to the Traffic Masters Show. Each week, Traffic Masters explores the lifeblood of your business, generating traffic, turning visitors into leads, and conversion strategies. Mastering traffic and conversion allows you to grow a business you love and live the life of your dreams. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Traffic Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the Dean and Founder of Directions University at DirectionsUniversity.com. Calling in live this week from Bonita Springs, Florida, as I do each week on Tuesdays at noon Eastern. We have got yet another really great show lined up for you guys today. We have my co-host, Jack Humphrey, who I'm hoping is joining us momentarily. And we have one of our really good friends, Devon Brown, joining us today. Devon is better known as the Success Renegade. Devon went from bankrupt at the age of 23 to now generating as much as $50,000 a month in his home-based business. He became one of the most talented young success coaches and speaker motivators for home business entrepreneurs. His teachings are not only power-packed and filled with laughter, but they contain simple, practical, and fun illustrations that virtually any entrepreneurially-minded person can use to improve their marketing and sales aspects of their business. Welcome, Devon. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Gina. It's great to be here. Well, you and I go way, way, way back through one of our mutual friends, Jason Oman, don't we? We do. We go back uh, several years, um, and and Jason's just an amazing guy, and I'm so glad that we we got to connect through him. Absolutely. So we're on Traffic Masters, and, you know, Traffic Masters, we should be talking about traffic, but you've got such a broad background and experience. Why don't we start by having you share a little bit of that background and experience in your story with our listeners? Sure, I would absolutely love to. Um, I actually got started in this game back in about 2000, 2001. Um, my first introduction to the whole make money from home industry uh, actually came because of infomercials. I was one of those individuals who, if he saw an infomercial you know, at one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, and that infomercial promised that he could make a million dollars in 15 minutes by only investing $39.95, well, then by golly, I was going to buy um, buy whatever they were selling on the infomercial. So that's where I first dipped my toe uh, into the water as far as becoming uh, kind of like a home business entrepreneur. Um, none of the stuff I did uh, worked. As a matter of fact, um, I ended up filing for bankruptcy at the age of 23. I took, I remember, I spent $4,000 on a real estate investing course. Uh, it was a three-day seminar. And I went to this seminar, and at the end of it, I was suffering from such information overload that two days after the seminar, my real estate investing career was over because I was like, you know what, forget it. I can't do this. This is too hard. Um, so I was like, yeah, forget it. You know, I'll go find something else to do, and there was $4,000 uh, down the tube. So that, that was a lot of my, uh, my life uh, early on as far as um, – trying to make money and trying to be an entrepreneur and trying to work from home. Uh, it was just a lot of failure and frustration. Like you said, I filed for bankruptcy when I was 23, um, but it wasn't until about seven or eight years after I started 
my journey that I started to achieve some success. So if you get nothing else from my story, understand two things. Uh, number one uh, is to never give up. Right? Most, most of my friends thought I was crazy, um, and they would always ask me, Devon, when is enough going to be enough? You know, Three, four years into my journey, they would always ask me, when are you, when are you just going to quit and, and just you know, get a regular job? And something inside me never let me quit. The other thing I will tell you is that my journey probably would have been um, a lot faster and I might have achieved success much more quickly had I actually plugged in to tools and trainings um, and coaching from experts who knew what they were doing who had already been down the path. Part of the reason it took me so long is because I thought I was really, really smart because I graduated from college when I was 20 and I wouldn't listen to anybody. So had a show like Traffic Masters or coaching like I know you've got, uh, been a, uh, if that was around back then, I, I was too prideful to listen to it. But I had I listened to it and engaged in it, um, I would have been a lot more successful a lot quickly. But since then, uh, since about 07, 08, um, as you said, I've due on a good month as much as $50,000 in my home business. Um, it's not uncommon for me to have five-figure weeks. It's actually quite common. Um, it's not uncommon for me to have five-figure days. Um, it's not uncommon. I've actually had five-figure hours uh, before in, in as little as 45 minutes. And what I really love is taking the time to teach people the shortcuts I wish I had known when I first started. So that's a little background on me. Um, and I love my my favorite part of this industry is being on stage, uh, kind of what we call infotaining, uh, being informative, but hopefully at the same time entertaining. Well, you're the most awesome infotainer I've ever seen. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Jack, I appreciate that. How are you doing, Jack? How are you, brother? I was a little late. I had a little technical difficulties, but I'm here. Wouldn't miss it for the all, world. All good. <laughs> So tell people a little bit more about that. Nobody, I, I don't know how many people, not nobody, I don't know how many people listening have experienced you live and what you do. And, uh, and, and then there's some people who have experienced you live and what you do there and don't really know the rest of the story. I think Gina you know, did your introduction. Of course, you've done a little bit more here. But um, you know, it, I think it's really interesting to find out um, what, what, what it feels like. If you could convey what it feels like to be in your world uh, a little bit more. We heard about the $50,000 hour and all of that kind of stuff, but you know, you have any stories you'd like to tell about the work that you do and how do you feel about your life? How do you feel about being this entrepreneur and being on your own and, and, and doing this stuff and doing it quite successfully? What's it like in your world? Oh, it's great. Let's make no mistake about it. It's not easy all the time, but when it's great, it's absolutely great to have the freedom. I'll tell you that the biggest uh, uh, joy comes in uh, not only helping others, but in having control of your life. I remember uh, once I wanted to uh, – this is two years ago for my 34th birthday. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, who I met at a Tony Robbins event. And so she calls me up a couple, about a month before my birthday, and we're talking, and she says, hey, Devon, what are you doing for your birthday? I know it's coming up in about a month. And, I, and, and when she asked me that question, I, I thought 
what she was referring to was like I thought she was asking me, Devon, are you going to go to the nightclubs? Are you going to get a bunch of bottles of champagne and have a big party? I thought that's what she was asking me, and I told her no. I said I'm not going to do any of that stuff. I said I've already done that. It's, it's that's not important to me anymore. She says, well, that's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking you, Devon, is what have you always wanted to do? You know, in life, what do you what do you want to do? What do you want to experience? What is something that you've wanted to experience that you haven't experienced yet? That's what you should do for your birthday. And I said to her, you know what? I said, I've been meaning to go to Europe as an adult. The last time I went was as a teenager. I was lucky enough to go in high school, but I've never been to Europe as an adult. I've got a lot of friends in England. Um, that's what I want to do. She says, great, that's what you should do. And so I said, well, hey – if I'm going to go to England, because my friend, she she actually lived in, 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 in Poland, I said, meet me in, 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 in London, and then you and I will hop on a cruise ship and we'll go to France and Spain and hang out there for a couple of days after I'm done in London. She says, okay, great. So I went and I tallied up the whole trip, and it was about $7,000 for the whole trip. And so I went ahead and, and, and I put the whole thing on my American Express, and I gave myself three weeks to pay it off. But because of the strategies that I've learned um, over the years, I was actually able to pay for the entire trip in just four days. So it's an amazing feeling to sit there and say, for my birthday, I want to do X. X costs $7,000, and I can pay for that. I can make the business pay for that, and I can experience what I want to experience in life because of what this business provides me. And that was an amazing trip, and I couldn't have planned it any better, and it was just uh, – it was, it was awesome to be able to do something like that. That is cool. What kind, of, what kind of people do you like to work with when you're helping people? I mean, it's one thing to say I help people, but you have a preference. Who, who do you like to work with? I like to work with people who are, A, motivated, but, B, who understand – Here's the funny thing. Let me let me let me be very clear about what I mean by motivated. Um, probably a better way of saying that is I love to work with people who are willing to do. You have people who love to learn and read and theorize, and that's the majority of people. And then you have the people that are willing to actually do. That if they hear something, they're willing to go out and do it and mess it up and give it a try. If you are an individual that likes to go out and actually do it and you're not scared of messing it up, then that's who I want to work with. Because if you're willing to do, then we can get the results that you're looking for. Because the results don't come from you reading a book or reading a blog or watching a video. The results come from you taking what you've learned and going and implementing it, even if you mess it up. So as long Talk as you've got that, yeah. Exactly. What, what about, about the doing? doing? What kind of doing do you like to help people do? Is there a specialty? Is there a, or is it just bring me your business if you're a doer and I will help you make it bigger? My specialty is actually one. Uh, my specialty is actually in relationship building. So if I have an individual who's got a little bit of a list, right? Who's got their business up and running? Who already knows how to do the basics? You already know how to. Uh, maybe you've got a little bit of an email list, and you know how to log into your autoresponder and send them a message. Um, and, and you have the basics down, um, and you've got, you've got that basic foundation where you know kind of what to do on a daily basis. You know, I'm supposed to be doing a blog post every day, and I'm supposed to be doing an email to my list in every day, every day. And, and I do that stuff on a regular basis. If you've already got uh, that foundation in place, then 
I'm the person to take it to the next level, and what I will help you do is be the authentic you that you need to be in order to build a relationship with your list and then leverage that relationship with your tribe, with your followers, with your list, with whatever you want to call it. Um, because what I have found over the years is that my success has come from the fact that I am authentic with my list and my followers, and I have built a really strong relationship with them. Nice. Awesome. So what are your plans now? I mean, what, what, what do you want to do to take your business somewhere else? What, what are you working on now? We know what you've done and what you're good at, but I'm sure you're not in stasis. I'm sure you're always going, moving, shaking. What are some of your goals for yourself and your business uh, coming up, short or long well, term, my- whatever you want to talk about? No, that's great. It's 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 great that you ask as well. It, um, I'm actually I just got the first draft back from my graphics guy. I'm actually working on launching DevonBrown.com, um, which is something I've owned the domain name uh, for probably the past ten, eleven, twelve years. And to be completely honest, I've been scared to really put myself out there. You know, they say uh, the biggest obstacle to a great life is a good life. And in learning internet marketing and learning business, I've, cre- I've been able to create a good life for myself. And as such, I've kind of, if I'm being completely honest and transparent, put my dreams on the back burner for a while. I was always scared to tap into my truest potential and what I've always known I really wanted to do. And so this year, actually, literally as we speak, what I am doing is I am working on the, bringing that to the forefront. Uh, what I'm working on is branding myself and uh, my personality and uh, the advice in all of the areas of life that I was once horrible at that I am now good at. Um, I used to be uh, a dating coach. As a matter of fact, Gina and I were talking about how we go way back. Uh, Gina actually helped me uh, launch a site uh, uh, a few years ago uh, that gave dating advice to women that did quite well. We got it to number one on Google. Um, we were getting some four or 500 visitors a day uh, to that. I, actually, I, I let that fall off. Um, but bringing and resurrecting uh, that back up, being able to being able to take all of the, the the content, the advice, and all of the markets that I want to talk in, and bringing it under one umbrella, organized, and really just branding myself and my and branding myself as an internet personality, um, that is the goal for this year. That's the goal for right now. Devon, would right. it be okay if I told a little story about when you and I were working together on that? By all means, please do. Devon actually came to me asking if I could coach him one-on-one when he wanted to open this site for dating advice to women. And we started looking at it, and there were so many things that were going on with Devon. Devon really didn't need a coach at that point in time. He knew how to make money in his business. He had been doing it successfully for years. So why is he coming to me to get my help coaching him on how to do this? Well, A, he wanted to do it in a different way than he had before, so he thought he needed a coach. But in actuality, this was really something near and dear to his heart. And all these unconscious fears that he didn't even know existed had started coming up, and he felt like he didn't have the ability to do it by himself, but he really did. So when I realized what was going on, I'm like, you know, Devon, I'm happy to take your money, but 
I don't know that I'd be able to do you any good. What we really needed for you was an accountability system. And because mm-hmm. relationships are so near and dear to Devon's heart, I'm like, you know, the easiest way to get accountability for you is to do this in a group setting where we get to coach you, I'll do it one-on-one, in a way that everybody else gets to watch over our shoulder and learn from. Because doing that, there's no way Devon is not going to do the work. He's going to be committed to it just because he told everybody else he was going to do it. And I think that really made a huge difference for getting that site to be where it got to. Agreed wholeheartedly. Um, Gina's uh, uh, recap and assessment of of the situation was 100% spot on. Um, It was absolutely me realizing. Gina's correct. I knew what to do. I knew how to do it, but I just needed somebody to be uh, to hold me accountable, and she was instrumental in that. Um, and the content that we were able to provide for people as they were watching um, us go through the process, I think, was invaluable for them. And now what I am doing um, to kind of dovetail in is I'm taking that that same premise of, you know, I, I'm, I'm being cognizant of those unconscious fears that I had and breaking through them and actually uh, doing it to the level that I know that I am capable of and want to do it. And and I'm, I'm very, very excited about that. And thank you for all of your I help. I am so you proud of you, Javon. I am so proud of you for doing that because this really is a fulfillment of your lifelong dream. This isn't Correct. just another business that you could do. This is a big deal for you. You're you're, you're so right, and thank you so much. I yeah, I, I mean, I just I, I'm kind of at a loss for words right now. So I will just tell you. Well, that. if there's anything that Jack or I can do to help you with it, just holler. Absolutely. You know, yeah, maybe you, don't you holler could talk enough. for a few minutes. You should talk for a few minutes about your dating advice. You know, this is one of the things that I love about Devon so much. If you've ever met him at a live event, you'll oftentimes see him walking around with these unusual rings on his fingers. <laughs> Devon, what, what kind of rings do you wear? Um, they're they're rings made of dollar bills. They're my dollar bill rings. Um, so so I'll give you guys a little ba- background. Um, my one of my most favoriteists, and I know that's not good English. Uh, things to do. Is, uh, is is a term called infotain, right? It's, it's where you teach and you're entertaining at the same time, and I prefer to do that in, in person, on stage, in front of an audience live. Now, for me, that comes... Uh, comes through sometimes when I'm dancing. I used to dance in a hip-hop crew. That For me, that comes through when I'm teaching. I used to teach taekwondo. Um, but what I love to do is infotain and give advice on things that I've actually experienced. So in my life, um, I was horrible. I was the I was the skinny Steve Urkel looking kid growing up in high school uh who never had a date. And um because of our mutual friend Jason Omen, who you mentioned earlier, Gina, um I went from having maybe four dates a year to having as many as four dates a weekend. And I studied, thanks to Jason introducing me to this world, uh uh the basically the psychology of human interaction with regard to dating. And I got really good at it. And in doing so, I ended up making, I ended up uh, learning a lot and um, making a lot of friends and going on a lot of dates. And the women who I would often go on dates with would end up asking me for advice. And 
so one of the things that I've always wanted to do that Gina and I did a little while back that I'm resurrecting is give dating advice based off of the things that I've learned. When you go from being horrible at something to mastering something to the point that you have, you feel in total control of it in that area of your life, then that's what I want to share with individuals, how I've done. So both men and women, that's part of what DevonBrown.com is going to be about. Oh, I'm so excited about this. So excited about this. His dating advice, guys, is really incredible. Too bad you don't need it, Jack. <laughs> Actually, I do. I'm in a situation where my wife and I don't take enough dates. We don't go on enough dates. Mm. I need to uh, I need to work on my dating because uh, we just, you know, we're such homebodies. But I know we always have fun. And when we go out, we're like, we ought to do this all the time. Why don't we do this all the time? We just freak out. and like, all right, next Friday. And then it rolls around. So, yeah, I need a different kind of dating advice. But I get you. I know where you're at. and really what you know from your experience with dating and mastering dating is 100% applicable to business isn't it Uh, a thousand percent there is so much and I do a lot of sales and it's it's applicable uh, applicable to that as well Um, human interaction is human interaction whether it's human interaction um, when you're communicating business-wise or whether you're communicating to get a date, um, you know, or you're communicating with yourself from a personal growth perspective, human interaction is human interaction. And if you understand human beings and what they respond to um, and not what people say they respond to or pe- what people think they respond to, but actually uh, how individuals work, then it is applicable across all verticals, all niches, all industries. Yeah. Go ahead, Jack. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, I'm just reading through your site a little bit. I'm interested in a couple of things for... uh... Go ahead. Well, I'm already... I was going to say... Yeah, you're on Renegade Success. DevonBrown.com is actually forwards there right now, but it's in the process of being launched. Like I said, I just got the first draft um, back from it uh, from my graphics guy uh, just the other day, so I'm excited about that. It should be launched here very shortly. Well, it's still good information here. I was just want, I was curious about a couple of traffic things, like how to get 27,000 visitors to your website. What's that? When did it come out? It doesn't have a link, so it doesn't seem to be active right now, but... You wrote something or did something called How to Get 27,000 Visitors. That was actually a traffic strategy that was um, developed by a woman who you may or may not know named Tinu Abayomi Paul. Um, One of the things that I am pretty good at, um, one of my areas of expertise, is sales, is communicating complicated or difficult ideas or sales and in communicating complicated or difficult ideas in very simplistic form. Um, So Tinu had this great product uh, where she was able to use StumbleUpon to get 27,000 visitors to her site in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. What I did was I took all of the technical mumbo-jumbo that she that she said and all of the complicated strategies and was able to package it in a way that it would come across much more simply and present it and sell it in a way that that it would communicate um, to the average Internet marketer out there. So a lot of what I've done um, in 
my career as an internet entrepreneur um, is not the technical aspect and the detail aspect of things. I'm not. I'm actually quite horrible, believe it or not, at the technical aspect of things. I created a WordPress plugin, and I've never logged into WordPress. Um, so that was the WP Lap Dance. That was WP Lap Dance. It came out around 2010. It went viral. Uh, we sold thousands and thousands of copies. It was an amazing plugin. Yep. Yeah. And the the funny thing about that is I was being interviewed for that, and um, a, a good friend of mine, a guy named Omar Martin, who you guys may know, may know, he's interviewing me in front of his people, and he says, Devon, well, why don't you? And we're on a webinar, and he says, Well, Devon, why don't you log into WordPress and show everybody how easy it is to install? I'm like, I have no clue how to do that. He's like, What are you talking about? You created this <laughs> plugin. I'm like, No, 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 no. It's like I created the idea for the flood for the plugin, and I'm the big loudmouth guy on the video doing nonsense, but I have no clue how it actually works. I just came up with the idea for it, and I know that it works, but don't ask me how to install it. The only time I've ever logged into WordPress was one time on accident, um, and then I got scared and told my assistant to save me. So <laughs> That's fun. You guys really seriously listen to that. This guy did a really successful WordPress plugin and didn't <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody assumed that you would know everything about that. That's just a that's a so if you're getting interviewed or something, I'm gonna have you log in to WordPress. It's just a foregone conclusion that you know a lot about it. You developed a plug in. But mm -hmm. there's a huge lesson in that. Can you talk about that a little bit more? There's so many people that are way down and dirty in the tech and the details of creating their own thing and trying to understand every single thing about it and trying to reach perfection before they would ever, ever utter a word or do a release or do a launch. And some of them have been at it for years. Go into that experience a little bit more so people can get a taste for that because that's something that not a lot of people are aware of, that there are people like you out there doing this kind of stuff. That's, that's such a powerful point. Here's what I will say. Back in college – there was something I remember I took an economics class and that economics class one of the things that they had us do was what's called a SWOT analysis. SWOT stands for SWOT, it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. And one of the things that they told us in college is they said, you know, find out your strengths and your weaknesses and then focus on your weaknesses. Well, what I've learned to do in business is just the opposite. What I learned to do is focus on my strengths. Okay? I know what I'm good at. And I know what I'm not good at. And I'm okay not being good at certain things. If you sit me in front of a computer and you ask me to program something, then it's going to take 8 million years to do and it's never going to get done. I'm not good at it. It's not in my skill set. It's like asking a fish to climb a tree. It just doesn't make sense. I'm okay with that. Here's what I know. I know that there are individuals who when it comes to programming, they love it. It's like playtime for them. Like for me, playtime is when I get to be in front of a camera recording a video to put on YouTube. That's playtime for me. That's fun. For other people, it scares them to death and they would never be caught dead doing it. So the point is, recognize what you're good at. Recognize what your strengths are and find somebody else to fill in the gaps where you're weak. What I did to find my programmer, who, by the way, owns 10% of my business, is I placed an ad in Craigslist one time and I said, here's what I'm looking for. I was very detailed. I was basically looking for a needle in the haystack. And at the time I hired him, this was probably around 2007, I said, I don't have a lot of money. 
I understand that a project like what I'm looking to hire you for, this was for something else, not for the, the, the lap dance plug, and it was for something else um, a while back. Uh, I said, I understand that what I am hiring you for usually would cost X thousand dollars, maybe five thousand dollars. I've only got two. I can pay you a thousand up front. I can pay you a thousand when it's done, and I can give you ten percent of everything that we create together. And he has been my programmer and owned ten percent of my company for the past uh, seven plus years. We've created that relationship because I found somebody who was strong where I was weak, and I stopped trying to figure out all this nonsense by myself. Well, you're going to have saved at least a few people's, at least their sanity, who are in that situation right now that a lot of people find themselves in, which is, I've got this idea, I've got to do this thing, and they put it all on themselves, and they're trying to teach themselves things that they've already, I mean, most people have already gone through some sort of training. You went to college, we, we all went to college, where we did, we got work experience, life experience and stuff, and and uh, a lot of people, when they come to something else, they get an idea and it's in a new industry, they feel like they've got to pay their dues almost in that industry before they can ever do something. And what, I, what we talk about a lot at Directions U, as you know, is uh, leverage and opportunity and just being mm-hmm. an opportunity. I mean, you are the quintessential capital O, capital S opportunity seeker, not like a business opportunity, but you are – somebody who is always looking for opportunity and seeing angles. And really that's something that somebody can come to with no particular skill set at all in in terms of the industry that you might be looking for the opportunity, like programming, like WordPress plugins or anything like that. You just have to be good at that. And a lot of people don't give themselves credit for having that skill set right in their pocket from birth. I mean, all you have to do is start opening your eyes and looking around and talking to people and figuring things out, but figuring them out on a cursory level and then finding the people to fill in when you're not good or you don't have any experience. And I see so many clients come through. I'm sure you do too, people who are prospective clients of yours or um, the, the, the tons of people that you've worked with before who come with that mindset that is very, very debilitating and is, is part of the big statistic of why most businesses fail is that they feel like they've got to do everything on their own and they're not using the best skill or the best tool that they already have, which is what's already in their brain and their ability to use it and seek out opportunities and link up things in the universe. Get the programmers over here. Get uh, this guy over here to help me with marketing. Get this person to help me with my website. I put all this stuff together. Inspire them by saying, like you did, I can only do 1000 now and 1000 after, but I'll give you 10% of my company. And that only works with that needle in the haystack, but you got to be able to, you know, you had to be able to put that together in the first place. You had to have the audacity to think that somebody would have some foresight and go, mm-hmm. I believe in you. I believe in you, and that's why I'm going to do this because I could typically do five or $6,000 for this project, but I'm going to believe in you. And that's hard to do. If anybody's ever tried to get a programmer to work anywhere near spec, you know, that's hard, hard to do because they've got to pay bills. They've got to pay the mortgage and everything, and they're doing it with things that are paying clients. So you've got to be an inspiration person, you know, and that usually, that doesn't mean that they have to be as good as you are from stage, right, or like you're really good at motivating people and everything else, and if people take it to mean that, that's not what I mean. I mean, you have to be inspiring just because you're so daggone passionate about your idea. That passion will show through in whatever way you're good at showing your passion, just talking, just talking to people mm-hmm. about how amazing my idea is. It's not to be like you are. 
you know, because that's another skill set. You have a skill set there. You've worked on that, and, and some of it comes naturally, and some of it you've worked on over the years, and, you know, that's who you are. And, and it's not to say that people need to be that either. But could you talk a little bit more about that? It, it seems so freewheeling because that's not what they taught us in college, and it's not even to this day being taught in any college course that I'm aware of, of, of how to go out and, like you call it, or be a renegade and just put pieces together that people are leaving, laying around on the cutting room floor and turning it into something big where you're not the one who had to do all of the work or any of the work except for what you're good at. Mm-hmm. So, so the first thing, I, you're, you're, you're a thousand percent correct. You hit the nail on the head, times infinity. The first thing I would tell everybody listening is to, what do you love to do? What comes easy to you? Right? Let's start with the list of that. Let's start with what you bring to the table. Not only what you bring to the table, but what you bring to the table in spades. For me, my area of, my areas of expertise include things like big ticket phone sales. It's something I've been doing for years. It's something I'm naturally good at. Um, being on video, right? Uh, that's something else that I bring to the to uh, bring to the table. Uh, writing copy. I'm actually pretty decent, and I enjoy it when I want to do it. Writing copy. Writing sales videos. Those are the things that I bring to the table. The things that I don't bring to the table, the things that I know I'm horrible at, the things I know I'm lacking in, are often the technical stuff. It's the graphics. It's the technology. It's um, the little minutia in the details, um, going out and doing the little things I need to do from an SEO perspective. I'm the guy who wants to be in front of the camera and deliver the content, but not put it I don't know how to put it up on the internet and get other people to see it. Like I know conceptually kind of how to do it, but I'm not the one to physically go out there and do it. So the first thing you want to do is find out what you're good at. Find out what you love. What would you bring to the table in spades? What's easy for you? What would you do for free? Okay? And the next thing you want to do is you want to put the intention out there to find somebody who's strong where you're weak. And I'm talking when I say put the intention out there, I don't just mean, you know, you know, wish to God or the universe or whatever. What I mean is what I did was I put an ad on Craigslist. I actually just paid the $25 for an ad on Craigslist and said, hey, here's what I'm looking for exactly. I had four people respond, and one, and the first person I called I ended up hiring because he was that amazing. Just the other day, I was uh, speaking at a seminar. I got asked – or excuse me, emceeing uh, a seminar. I got asked to come out to Las Vegas to emcee an event. And I'm seeing this event, and I'm talking to one of the other guys who was uh, uh, one of the presenters, and it turns out that he's really great at SEOing, uh, doing a, or getting YouTube videos to the to the top of Google, right? Now here I am. I love making. You said I'm an opportunity seeker. This is exactly what you were talking about. Here I am talking to this gentleman whose skill set is in getting videos to the top of YouTube, right? I'm sorry, getting YouTube videos to the top of Google. Excuse me, right? Mm-hmm. That's his skill set. My skill set is being on the video. What he needs help with is selling his course. He's, he's, he's packaging his information, and he wants to sell it in an advanced course for one or two or $3,000. And he doesn't know how, and he's not good at that. So it's like, oh, well, selling things at several thousand dollars is cake for me. I will share with you how to do that. And for him, getting videos to the top of Google is cake for him, and he will share with me how to do that. Now we're working on something where we're swapping services for free. We're swapping advice and coaching for free. 
Because you need that. You need what he's got really, really bad. You both can't imagine doing what the other does. How how much time it took and 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 all of the expense maybe or or whatever. You can't imagine it. You don't want to. And just man, the feeling. I've done that a few times where you find somebody that's just perfect. You might have even been asking for it just secretly. Man, I wish I could meet somebody who, you know, does this thing, who has this, and they're open to doing something creative. You know, because every time we start trying to make each other our clients, uh, it doesn't work. Because I mean, we're in the we're in the industry. We we know what this is all about, and it just doesn't work. It's like, man, I, you know, I will pay several thousand dollars for information. I will do that, and have. But typically, it's more creative than that. Because when you realize that you have something to offer, what that thing is that you have to offer, and the exact value of that in the market at the time, you should never have to do that. Every single time, at least. And you guys, yeah, those those are kind of rare for most people if they ever see it. But you have the eyes to see it. You have, you're always looking for those opportunities. And you know that a world exists that most people don't, that if you can think it, there's got to be somebody out there who does it. And, and then once you put yourself, I just read one of your articles from, I think it was 2013, was uh, How to Be Lucky. Am I lucky when I and and it, I wrote an article like that like back in 2005 about how to how to create luck and you said basically the same stuff that I did and it was like uh, eight years apart or something like that and it was awesome to read that article that real quick and you had the video there and and it's creating luck you have to put yourself in the position to get lucky if you're if you're lack and everything else if you're thinking uh, whatever I, I'm just going to play by all the rules that are stated the rules that I'm aware of and this is how I'm going to play the game this is how I'm going to get ahead then you're not your eyes aren't open and you're not creating any luck for yourself I love that and it was really funny I must have been meant to glom onto that article out of all the articles and videos that you have because that's the one that I saw and I was like wow he wrote about that too yep absolutely so. Yeah. So anyway, well, where do you want to go from here? We, it is Traffic Masters. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, well, one of the things that you guys said that I think absolutely intrigues me is you guys talk about relationship, right? You talk about traffic and conversion and relationship. And one of the things that I, that I probably wouldn't mind talking about for a few minutes is relationship, if that's good with you. Absolutely. We want to go where you want to go. <laughs> um, what I'll say is that... Your relationship with your tribe, with your following, with your list, or uh, I'll say this from my experience, my relationship with my tribe, with my following, with my list, uh, with my Facebook followers, my Twitter followers, uh, I've been able to leverage that relationship into selling millions of dollars worth of products and services online over the past several years. And I just want to talk quickly about um, a couple of pieces of advice uh, with regard to you building a relationship with your people. Because a relationship, leveraging a relationship, is one of the greatest things you can do. I've never been the person with the biggest email list. But you don't need to be the person with the biggest email list. You don't need to be the person with the most Facebook or Twitter followers. What you need to do is you need to be the most loved. You need what we call rabid fans. And so the question is, how do we make somebody a fan of yours? How do we make them... How do we make it so that they want to consume content from you or they want to buy stuff based off of your recommendation? Right? And there are a couple of very simple things. If you've got a pen and paper, if you're listening to this, I want you to write a couple of these down. Uh, the first thing I would suggest 
And uh, Jack and Gina, feel free to interrupt, interject, throw in your two cents by all means um, at, at, at any point in time. Uh, but the first thing I would suggest is there's a book you should read. It's called The Go-Giver. It's by a guy named Bob Berg, G-O-G-I-V-E-R, The Go-Giver. And what the book basically talks about is you need to be – it goes based off of an old um, – oh, what's that guy? Zig Ziglar quote that says you can get everything you want out of life if you help enough other people get what they want. If you are willing to give just out of, you know, just from a, from a pure level because you love to give and you love to help others, then that will come back tenfold to you. So one of the things I will tell you is approach your list, approach your fans, approach your followers, approach your tribe in such a way where your number one goal is to add value to their lives. Um, that video uh, that you just talked about where I was talking about being lucky, that was just content. There's nothing for them to buy. I'm just sharing content for the sake of sharing content because if I come up with something that I think might help you, I want to share that with you. Let that be 50, 60, 70% of your communication with them is content. Mm-hmm. All right? That's the first thing I will say. The second thing I will say is you need to be authentic. Now, every single one of my videos is done it with a white T-shirt on and my hat on backwards. Now, am I telling you to go wear a white T-shirt and put your hat on backwards? Absolutely not. What I'm telling you is that nowhere in the Entrepreneur's Handbook did I read an article that said, if you want to get people to watch your videos, put on a white T-shirt and wear your hat on backwards. It didn't say that in the book. Okay. What I, the reason I wear a white T-shirt with my hat on backwards is because that's what I actually wear to work every day in my home office. So by me doing that, all I am doing is being authentic. If the authentic you is in a suit and tie, do the suit and tie. But don't put on a suit and tie because you think it's what you're supposed to do. If I were to put on a suit and tie in every single one of my videos, people would be able to see through that. Be authentically you. Do you and let the haters hate. Some people don't like me, and guess what? That's okay. Some people think, and I'm not doing it right now, at least I don't think I am. Um, some people say I speak too fast. Some people say that it's unprofessional to have a hat on backwards with the, in my videos. Great. I appreciate your input. If you're not smart enough to just accept the content and, 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 and learn from it, and you'd rather worry about what I'm wearing, then okay, then we're, I'm not for you, and that's okay. Okay? So, but be authentic. Yeah. Right? So those are the two biggest things. Number one, or give. Uh, number two, be authentic and understand that haters are going to hate, and it just comes with the territory. What's your advice to people when they chicken out of those two pieces of really great advice that have been passed down from Zig Ziglar to... I mean, and before him, and I mean, this, these pieces of advice are floating around, and you're serving as a, as a late model example of mm -hmm. how that works. But I see people chickening out. They see that. They hear your message. And when it comes right down to it, it's maybe about money. It's maybe about, you know, uh, when you're teaching people to fish and they pull the hook too fast and, the, and it yanks it out of the fish's mouth. They get too greedy, too fast. Too, they don't have the patience. What's your advice to people? To because you're coming from that place of knowing that they have no experience with. They they've heard this advice, 
Mm-hmm. Or maybe they haven't, and they're hearing it for the first time, and they're hearing it, but something in the back of their mind is going to screw up most of their plans in this in this direction, and they're going to go back to jerking the hook out of the fish's mouth too too soon. What's your best advice to keep them on track? That, you know what? You're, you're absolutely correct. The, the, the truth of the matter is that we don't know something until we experience it, right? Um my one of my biggest mistakes I, I mentioned this earlier. I graduated college when I was 20 years old, and because of that, I thought I was brilliant. I thought I was a genius, and because of that, I wouldn't listen to people. Um, I wasted seven years. I'm not going to say wasted because I learned a lot, but I spent seven years of my life losing money and not being successful uh, because of just that. People told me what to do, but I thought I knew a better way. So here's what I'll say to you. Look what you're doing and ask yourself if what you're doing is getting the results you want. If it is, keep doing it. If it's not, might be a good idea to try something else. And it might be a good idea to try something else or to try what people who have been down the path before you are saying. The only thing, though, to be honest, that was going to make me understand this was the physically me. It was me physically doing it. So maybe you're hard-headed like me. I hope you're not. But if you are, then one day you'll. Re- I'll tell you one of my, the, the my, one of my. It's, it's not really my favorite thing, but it's one of the things that happens a lot the longer you're in this game, is that you try to give somebody the answer. I'll talk to somebody. I'll be coaching them. I'll be on the phone with them doing a strategy session, and I'll say to them, here's the answer. Here's the answer you're looking for. It's not necessarily the answer you want to hear, but it's the truth. And they'll say to me, no, no, Devon, I'm going to go off and do it this other way. And I'll say to them, I used to get mad. I don't anymore. I said, that's fine. In six months, call me back. I'll still be here. I've got your back. And, mm-hmm. you know, sure as heck, six months later, Devon, oh my gosh, I should have listened to you. I know you should have listened to me. Just like I should have listened to people who were trying to tell me. But what I know is that sometimes you have to go experience that stuff before you realize what somebody was trying to tell you. Hopefully that story makes you understand that that those who are where you want to be for the most part, we're not going to steer you wrong. We're going to give you the answer. And if you just trust that we're giving you the answer, you're going to be that much more successful that much more quickly. Tony Robbins says just model and swipe. Model. Model, model other people. Well, that actually leads right into my next question, which was going to be how does somebody know when they've got it, IT, the big I, the big T? Like you can you can go out and serve, and and here I am serving, and here I am being very genuine and authentic. But but how do you know you've got it? And I think you just alluded to that right there is modeling. You find other people who have it. Follow Devon around. Follow other people around and see what what people are reacting to in your market already from people. Now that you know the template, be authentic mm-hmm. and and give. Then go find the people who are, who appear to be authentic and giving and see who's getting the reaction because there are some people. You know, when blogging started and everything, they're like, well, I'm writing on my blog every day, but I'm not getting the results you are. They're they're starting to think that maybe they don't have the it factor, whatever the it is, because you're doing it. I'm doing it the same way you're doing it, at least in terms of the number of posts that I'm creating every day or or whatever, but it's not happening for me and it's happening for you. How do you address that with clients? 
Well, you just you just hit it. You just what I tell clients to do is I will say, listen to me. I said, go to my blog, go check out. Here's where the most popular posts are. Go look at how I did those. Just go look at how I did those and model me. Now, don't copy me exactly because you can't be me. And besides, you don't want to be me. You want to be you. But mm-hmm. look what I did there and dissected. Look, when I wanted to 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 to, to launch uh, my site a couple years ago with regard to dating advice for women, I didn't. What I didn't do, and because because the older you get and the more experience you have in this game, the more you you understand how important it is to just model what's already working. I came to Gina, and I said, Gina, just tell me what's working. One of the things I said was, Gina, just tell me what's working. Gina gave me her six step formula. I believe it was a six step formula. If my memory serves me correctly, for getting your blog for the way to write it. Here's how you title the blog. Here's what you put in it. Here are the links that make Google love you. Here's um, the backlinks that you do. Here's the blah, 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 blah. And she gave me this formula. And all I did was the formula. And it works. And before you knew it, if you typed in the word, uh, back then, if you typed in the word how to get a man, number one was my site, and number two was an article on Oprah.com. Because Gina mm-hmm. told me, Gina had spent years and God knows how much time and effort figuring stuff out. And I was intelligent enough to sit there and say, you know what, Gina found it. She found out how, how to make this thing and, and, and do it and make it work. Why am I going to go try to reinvent the wheel? Please just give me the answer. So just model awesome. what's already working. Man, I would I would have let off in my introduction that I beat Oprah in the search engine if I were you. I'd, I'd be a little <laughs> bit more proud of that, but... I, I beat YouTube in in the in the search term for video sites and uh, video sharing sites for several years. So I know what that's like. But that's not Oprah. YouTube was just YouTube. This is the queen. So good job. <laughs> I don't know. YouTube is pretty good. <laughs> cool. So well, uh, Dina, do you have anything else for Devon? You want me to continue on? Because I I don't want to hog him. Continue on. You're doing awesome. <laughs> All right. I'm going to hog him. So uh so people are listening to traffic to get any clues about uh um, ways to get attention, ways to draw up their authority, you know. Um we tell people all the time, you know, well, authority is first granted, I mean the easiest way to start is to get it granted by someone with more authority. It's like mm-hmm. if you want if you want to be known in the same industry that Devon is known in, if he if he mentions you on social or writes a blog post or interviews you or something like that, that's a tacit, implicit uh, 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 putting your arm around someone's shoulders and then using your shine that light to everybody else and say, hey, this person's cool. You've got to go see her stuff. You've got to go read her stuff. So there's those kinds of things. But what are what are you counseling people on to quickly ramp up when when they're a little light in the market, when they're brand new in their market and they need to get that authority and get that attention as quickly as possible? Well, one of the things that, um, and, and this sounds very similar to what you guys uh, do and teach, is I ask the question, you know, who has my target market? Who are the big players in my target market? If I got this person to promote me or if I got to uh, – to, to be featured on their side or if they emailed their list about me, that would be, you know, instant authority, instant credibility, and that would give me a boost. Who, you know, what's a one, you know, uh, I think uh, Russell Brunson, who's a great internet marketer, he's like, who's your dream 100, right? Who are the 100 people? That might be a big list. It may not be 100 people in your industry. But 
I remember, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, several years ago, I was pretty big into Twitter. Right, I had uh, tens and tens of thousands of followers, and I was big into Twitter, and I was tweeting all the time. And uh, one day, my assistant turns to me and says, "Devon, do you know who some some somebody? I don't remember the per- I don't remember the kid's name. He was some kid in his twenties. Um, you know, we'll call him Billy." He says, "Devon, do you know who Billy is?" And I'm like, "I have no clue who Billy is." So why do you ask? She says, "Well, because he keeps retweeting you." And I'm like, "Okay, good for Billy. High five. So a couple days later, she 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 says, Devon, this Billy kid, he's back. He's just retweeting you, and he's telling everybody how awesome you are. And I was like, well, what's he asking for? She says, nothing. I'm like, what do you mean, nothing? I said, okay. So a couple days later, she's like, hey, that Billy kid, I think we should probably do something for him. And I'm like, fine. Tell you what. Tell all of my Twitter followers to go follow Billy. Tell him Billy is the coolest person ever. So all I tell everybody, go follow Billy. I have no clue who this kid is. But what happened was this kid started adding value to my life. He looked for ways to add value to me without asking for anything in return. And the law of reciprocity kicked in, and now I ended up promoting Billy. Had Billy asked me, Devon, can you promote me? Devon, can you promote me? Devon, can you promote me? I'd have been like, who are you? Go away. Who are you? Go away. But he didn't do that. Yeah. He added value to my life. And because of that, he ended up getting the leverage, myself and all of my followers, to go and I promoted him. And he got some authority out of it. Okay. So that's the yeah. first thing I would do. Uh, the second thing I'll say is, is real quickly is this. Is you need to be humble and um, you need to not be scared to feed off of uh, – to, 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 to add some fuel or some – to anybody else's ego. So there was a, a gentleman who um, uh, who had been following me for years, and he was breaking into this to our to our the internet marketing world, internet marketing niche, and he calls me up. He says, "Devon, can I interview you?" Sure, you can absolutely interview me. Fine, it's playing into my ego, right? So by him interviewing me, A, I know his name, I know who he is. He did a great job with the interview. B, he gave me a free copy of it, which I see posted on my blog as free content to my list and included a link back to his site underneath. And now he's associated with me. I can sit there and say, hey, look, I was seen on so-and-so's site or so-and-so knows who I am or I'm associated with so-and-so. But those are two, two, two simple things. A, add value to somebody's life. B, feed into their ego a little bit. Give their, give their ego a little boost. And be yeah. humble enough to do that. Man, Gina, how many times have we used that? Like, wow. That's one of our main tools, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's really good to go up. It's, it's leverage to go as high as you can get. Go as high as you can possibly get and start serving there. A lot of people, I think, want to... They think that business is completely facing their consumer market that they're going after and that all of their efforts and all of the work that they are doing should be spent on going directly to consumer. And then somebody comes along and teaches them about leverage and says, wait a minute, uh, Devon is in front of your ideal audience. And not only that, you've recognized him as an authentic giver. So he probably has one of the best relationships you could ever have with the people he influences. He'd be a really great person to go after, as this Billy person obviously figured out, and mm-hmm. go serve. And now, and people are like, wait, 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 I've got to make money. I have to sell. 
you are. Because if Devon puts you in front of his crowd that is your ideal audience, you're no longer going after everybody one at a time, trying to impress people on social with your latest cat post or whatever it is, and get a sale one at a time. You're getting in front of the thousands of people that this person influences. And then you don't even have to build your credibility. Another thing that we've noticed that people do is like, well, I just I don't have enough authority yet to do that, to make this move, to uh, to make the amount of money that I'm I'm searching for maybe nine or twelve months down the road when I'm big enough. And it's like you don't have to be big at all. You could just start mm-hmm. right now and go help somebody out who's already got the traffic, who's already got the stage to stand on, and they'll let you open for them. Because mm-hmm. you love that, you right? Tell people how much you love it when somebody does what Billy did and how often that happens and how often you wish it might happen. Oh, it doesn't happen often enough, which is why when it's done and somebody comes from a place of giving, it's so rare it really stands out. Um, there, was some, there was a point I was going to make, and, and it briefly escaped my mind, so just bear with me for one second. With regard to um, – my, my brain just totally went blank um, – I have that effect on people. Yes. Oh, my brain just totally – I had a, such a good point that I was going to make, and my brain just totally – just total brain fart. Um, ah, well, hopefully, we'll, hope, we'll, hope, we'll hope that it comes back. But overall, what I'll say is, is – oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, attention. Attention is the commodity that we're all looking for. Attention is that rare thing in this information age where everybody is competing for your attention. And if you don't have a relationship, it's harder to get attention. If you can leverage my relationship with my followers, then when you speak, once I've transferred authority onto you, then you don't have to fight as hard for their attention. And you're able to leverage that into a lot of success. It doesn't always come as far as a direct sale. But if I say, hey, go check out Gina, and they trust me, and I transfer that trust and credibility and authority onto Gina – now, Gina's increased her audience. It doesn't say she has to go sell them right away, but what it means is that they're at least willing to give up some of their attention to pay attention to her, which is invaluable. Yeah. It is. It's truly invaluable, and that puts everybody's 9- to 12-month plans on fast-forward. I think maybe mm-hmm. I'm going to be hitting those numbers in three months if this continues. This is so awesome, and I've watched people go through that, and it's like, wait didn't you say just a couple of months ago that your plan was to build your own social following of 50,000 on Facebook and have your own community, have your list up to uh, 10,000 and have all of these things? Yeah, but now I'm on track to do that, and I'm not doing it the way I thought I was going to do it because you said something about leverage. We're trying so hard. I think 2015 is the number one keyword for us at DU is leverage. And just getting people to understand it, just understand it, take everything it takes, do whatever it takes to understand how leverage works in business now. And it's really no different than the way it used to. It's just more electronic than it used to be. But it's still the same thing. Human nature has never changed. As much as Google changes their mind about how sites are ranked, as much as YouTube changes their rules, or the Internet, it just changes all the time. It's still just the humans doing what they do. Human nature is always the same, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. I think I lost you. Nope. Am I still, We're still here? Can you hear me? Oh, there you are. <laughs> All right. I, I agreed with you. I said exactly. Yeah, you cut in and out for a second. We're, oh, okay. we're, we're good. I'm sorry. Yeah, somebody keeps Any calling. Any <laughs> final words of wisdom for our listeners? 
your what you want in life lies outside of your comfort zone. The biggest thing that I can tell you that has helped me is if there is something you are scared to do, if there's something that's outside of your comfort zone, what you have to do is you have to make it so that the you not taking action is more painful than the fear that is associated with you taking action. And if you can do that too. So when I was working with Eugenia, I said, um, you, you discovered what I really needed with somebody to hold me accountable, Right. So the fear of yeah. not doing and keeping my word in front of all of those people who were watching us was greater than the fear and the stories that I was telling myself with regard to why I shouldn't make it happen. Once we can tip the scales in that favor in that, and balance them in our favor so that we're forced practically to take action, that's when big things are going to start happening. Again, that's just leverage. I was basically leveraging Gina and the, what we did there and all the people who were following us to motivate myself or to create an environment where not taking action was more painful than taking action. So put yourself in that position. That is awesome. And again, you can find Devon at DevonBrown.com. Thank you so much, Devon. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was so much fun. I appreciate you both so much. It's good to finally talk. We've always just passed each other at events and never really had much time, and this was awesome. Thank you. It absolutely was. No, thank you. And we will be back same time, same place next week for another episode of Traffic Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, Jack. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Join us Tuesday at noon Eastern for the next episode of Traffic Masters, from traffic to conversion to business success.